you must tell me all your secrets. Remember, we must share everything together. Again, this is Annie Rose Malamet, and you're listening to Girls, Guts, and Giallo. Have something a little bit different for you this week. I had some scheduling issues with the guest that was supposed to be on this week's episode. They had some issues that were beyond their control. So I'm going to be bringing that to you next week. But this week, I'm going to release a teaser of the lecture that I most recently gave at the New Orleans Film Festival. If you've been following me, I've been posting about that a lot. And this lecture is going to be a audio podcasty version of the lecture that I normally give. So I'm going to uh, adapt it for this medium. And if you are a patron, you will have access to this entire episode, which is about an hour long. And if you are not a patron, uh, you'll, you're just going to get this teaser. So head on over to my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash girlsgutsgiallo for the full episode for $10 a month. You get one bonus episode a month, usually on a new release. Last month's October bonus episode was The Perfection. You'll notice I released a teaser of that last week. So again, for the full episode, head on over to patreon.com slash girlsgutsgiallo. And normal programming will resume next week when JB and I are going to talk about the movie Salo. So hang tight for that. But for now, let's talk about the history of representations of fat women in American film and television. I am a teaching artist and film critic, and as a lifetime cinephile, (laughs) don't know how I feel about that word, but I'm using it, I've rarely seen my lived experiences as a queer fat woman represented on screen. With a dearth of media representation, my models for self-actualization are limited at best. Typically, women who look like me fall into a few archetypes an object of pity, a bitter villain, or an awkward, hypersexualized joke a la Rebel Wilson's oeuvre. This lecture is my attempt to categorize the most common representations of fat women that I have observed in American film and television. It was born of my research in the fields of fat studies and uses pre-existing scholarship to frame my own observations. This talk is constantly in development and I am constantly adding new elements to it and I'm also trying to turn it into a book in the next few years so it's going to be ever in flux Uh, and I would appreciate any feedback that you have if you want to send me a message on Patreon let me know about some representations you would like to hear about in the lecture I'm always open to that so hope to hear from you I've found that representations of fat women in American film and television specifically fall into four categories. Each of these categories has subdivisions within them. So the first category we have are the villains. 
This is the lone fat woman as the symbol of greed and avarice. Then we have the number two, the sidekick. These are funny friends and caretakers. Number three category is the object of pity. The fat woman who hates being fat. We've seen this play out many, many times over and over again in media. And then we get the more kind of recent category of the self-actualized fat woman, representations of empowered fatness, queer fatness, or complex fatness. The first category I'm going to discuss is the fat villain. And people will probably be most familiar with the image of Ursula the Sea Witch from The Little Mermaid from 1989. Because whenever I ask people what comes to their mind when they hear the phrase fat villains, almost everybody says Ursula. Ursula's character design was based on Divine from Pink Flamingos, a movie that we've talked about on Girls, Guts, and Giallo. Divine was a drag queen, so the association between Ursula and Camp is automatically present. But the queer implications here are perverted to advance a white heterosexual storyline. The association with Divine situates Ursula in the tradition of exaggerated femininity. Her femme identity is played as audacious, over-the-top, artificial, in contrast to Ariel's natural, inherent, male gaze-approved femininity. She doesn't have to prove she's attractive. She just is. That, to me, is the core difference between femme and femininity. Femininity is compulsory. Femme is intentional and transgressive. Ursula's sexuality is played for laughs by exaggerating her feminine assets in a grotesquely cartoonish way, such as the clip that I'm going to play where Ursula's buttocks sway and jiggle as she walks away from the camera. Of course, this is audio, so you won't be able to see it, but I'm pretty sure most of you have seen The Little Mermaid. She's portrayed as a soul sucker, greedy, self-involved. She's also a literal outsider, not permitted to interact with polite Mer society for reasons unbeknownst to us, but which we never question. Fat phobia relies on an acceptance of fatness as undesirable, something that separates non-compliant bodies from the assimilationist chaff. Ironically, all of these so-called negative features are why she's been reclaimed as a fat icon, much in the way that Divine herself was always meant to be an unlikely figure of hero worship. Hurry home, princess. We wouldn't want to miss old daddy's celebration, now would we? Ha! Celebration indeed. Oh, bah! In my day, we had fantastical feasts when I lived in the palace. And now look at me. Wasted away to practically nothing. Vanished and exiled and practically starving. While he and his flimsy fish folks celebrate. Well, I'll give them something to celebrate soon enough. Flatsome, get some! I want you to keep an extra close watch on this pretty little daughter of his. She may be the key to Triton's undoing. Okay, as you heard in that clip, Ursula 
is very focused on food and eating metaphors. And this is supposed to emphasize the irony of the situation. She's talking about wasting away, how she's starving. And we're supposed to think as an audience, <laughs> she's obviously not starving, right? And she calls the fish folk flimsy, kind of a nod to her uh, disdain for normative thinness. And in the end, Ursula manifests herself as a large, monstrous figure on the war path of destruction. Here, fatness as grotesque and all-consuming takes literal form. 